This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Hey, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast, where I'm answering your jazz questions five days a week to make jazz feel easier and so that you can have a lot more fun playing music. We have a great question that's been asked today. This one comes from Kathy Freeman, so let's give it a listen. Good evening from Berlin. Um, I'm interested in hearing something about metronomes, which kind you recommend specifically the pulse metronome, which works by feel rather than by listening to a sound. Thank you. Thanks for the great question, Kathy. Metronomes are obviously a tool that is often recommended for a variety of different musical styles, not just jazz. And the goal being to help you develop this sense of internal time. And in yesterday's episode, we talked a little bit about this problem of sometimes getting lost in the form or feeling like you have to count when you're solo. And that's not really a great idea. And so a metronome is a good way to help you develop that internal sense of time and also help you develop a more steady time feel, you know, so that you're not rushing and dragging so much. It's important that everybody listen back to recordings of their playing and see what you tend to do. And everybody does have a tendency. I, for example, me, I always had a tendency to rush a little bit. Being aware of that helps me think about pulling it back. And a metronome is one way, one fundamental tool that you can use to iron that out. Now, to speak about the uh, the pulse metronome, I did not go out and buy this metronome just for the sake of this podcast episode. I am aware of what it is, though. And just so to catch everybody else up about what this product is, it's essentially like a watch that you wear and you can tap it uh, and, and create the pulse. And instead of a sound that you're hearing, which is really the experience of most metronomes, you're actually feeling a pulse kind of vibration in your wrist, or you can also strap it around your chest. And while I to be honest, have not tested out this product. I do like the essence of what they are trying to do. They're trying to get you to feel something in your body more than just simply hearing something, right? And the idea is, yeah, we want to feel that time in our body. And so I see what they're trying to do here by essentially creating an artificial feeling that you're feeling the time versus, you know, actually hearing the time instead. You know, that being said, it's important to note that this metronome is something around 95 or 100 US dollars. And so this is an expensive metronome. I mean, totally nothing wrong with going out and getting this. But I also do think that it's important to understand what the role of a metronome really is, right? And 
the role of the metronome isn't something that we want to use all of the time, to be quite honest with you. A metronome is really to kind of fine-tune areas of our playing or to really work on that element of time feel. It's not really something that we need to be working with at all given moments of time. And so I think for the vast majority of us, a great metronome for jazz is simply the one that you type into Google metronome online or free metronome. And you're going to get a lot of different options of, you know, essentially online metronomes that do exactly what they're supposed to do. You put in a BPM and you can speed it up. You can slow it down and fancier ones will allow you to place the beat on beat two or beat four. And that's all well and good. Like that just does the job, right? Um, because really that's mostly what we want to be able to use a metronome to do. So what I thought I'd also do as well is just give a few examples of how you can use a metronome. Uh, just talk you through some exercises that you can experience with a metronome to help you. So one simple one you can do is just start with the metronome on all four beats. So... And you might try first just playing scales or something really simple that you know how to do or improvising over a song that you're really familiar with or even just playing the melody of a song that you're really familiar with. And then change it so that the beat is on only beats two and four. So one, three, one, three, right? So now you're really only hearing two and four and the one and the three are silent, uh, this is especially good for jazz because oftentimes the emphasis is on beats two and four. When we're talking about swing feel, right? So you start feeling and hearing the music from that perspective. Then you can switch it to beats one and three. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, uh, aka the strong beats, right? And that's going to feel a little bit different. And just by changing the way the beat is and reducing the amount of beats that you're hearing slash feeling, you're building up a different sense of time feel and a flexibility within your time feel. Then what you can do is you can extend this even further. You could just say, I only want to hear the metronome on beat one of every measure. So it'd be one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? And now all of a sudden you're having to feel that time a little bit more yourself, right? And this is where we start practicing feeling it rather than hearing it. We're only given that sort of, uh, you know, compass of here's beat one again and here's beat one again. And we have to kind of feel the beats in between. So that's where we start really getting that time feel and that feeling under our belt and our understanding. Of course, we could switch the beat that we're feeling on it one time a measure. So beat two. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And obviously I'm just counting to give you a sense of the time there. But just having that on beat two, it's going to feel different than on beat one versus beat three versus beat four. If you really want to start stretching it and getting very creative and you know really good at this, you could just place it on the and of two, right? Or the and of one, right? So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? And now all of a sudden you're feeling the ands of beats. Obviously that's very advanced. And I would argue that it's probably not that necessary, but that's one way that you can practice with a metronome. And it doesn't have to be a fancy metronome. 
it's going to help you not only hear the time, but it's going to help you start feeling the time yourself more. Now, one thing to remember too, is that we don't always have to be practicing time feel and all that stuff with metronomes. It's one tool to use, but actually practicing with a drum track can be really helpful too. One great app to download is called Drum Genius. Go look it up. Uh, You could just play with different kinds of drum grooves and feel that time. Because ultimately when you're playing with other musicians, you might be playing with the drummer and feeling it that way. Um, if you can get a backing track that has only the bass in it, right. And you're hearing a walking bass line and let's say you're a piano guitar or or a saxophone player. Now you're only feeling the time from the bass player. So there's other ways you can experience this without it being kind of a rigid robotic metronome. And one of uh, the greatest metronomes, honestly, if you want to call it that, that you can use is simply playing along with jazz recordings And it's funny to say that because if you listen to any jazz recording, you realize that they're not always playing at the same tempo. I mean, we're human beings. Sometimes they rush a little bit and they drag a little bit. If you really start following it, you're going to hear that really great jazz recordings and great jazz musicians don't always play perfectly in time. And and that's okay because music moves and it's fluid. What you really want to get the hang of is feeling the time once again and also adapting to any changes that are happening in the time with the rest of the band, right? That's what you want to get good at. So a very natural way to get better time feel and better with a metronome, or rather not a metronome, but just get better at feeling time and and counting time even, is just by playing with an actual recording, right? So I'm sure that the pulse metronome is really great. A lot of metronomes are great and have different features, And absolutely, go buy them, go dig into them, especially if they help you or get you excited about practicing. But realize that a metronome plays a certain role in your playing, and you want to use it in such a way that it helps you in the areas that you need help with, and then don't overdo it because it's not really the end-all, be-all. All right, that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all, and a lot of practice isn't near as good as a little bit of really good practice. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't want you to miss tomorrow's episode, and we'll see you back then. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.